this time on Pot of the Planet, how Nigeria, Africa's most populous country, is working to get as many people immunized against COVID as possible with some help from our researchers. I'm Marie Denoya Aronson. And I'm Francesco Fiandella, and this is Pot of the Planet. A podcast about our extraordinary Earth as experienced through the eyes, ears, and sometimes instruments of our researchers here at the Columbia Climate School. So, Francesco, what do we have this week? Oh, Marie, lots, lots. So first, let's introduce our colleague, uh, Chisimdi Anmutiaka, um, who is the communications officer for a project called GRID3 that's doing some phenomenal work on improving uh, data-driven decision-making around the world. Hey, Chisimdi. Hi, Francesca. Hi, Marie. Hey, Jusimdi. So what is GRID3 and what is it trying to do, Jusimdi? GRID3, which stands for Georeference Infrastructure and Demographic Data for Development, works with countries to generate, validate, and use geospatial data on population, settlements, infrastructure, and boundaries. Its mission is to build spatial data solutions that make development goals achievable. The program features a partnership between the Center for International Earth Science Information Network at Columbia University, the United Nations Population Fund, World Pop Project at the University of Southampton, and the Flowminder Foundation. We work with a number of sub-Saharan African countries. Yeah, including Nigeria, where you're actively working with the International COVAX Project, which is trying to get COVID vaccine doses as quickly and as safely as possible to the world's most vulnerable populations. Yes, and for today's podcast, I hopped on a call with Nazir Halaru, our Grid3 Project, Grid3 Nigeria Project Coordinator, who is coordinating our work to distribute GIS maps to health officials who can use them to plan their vaccination campaigns. Wow, that sounds like a really interesting interview, especially when you consider the critical role of GIS data in policy and planning. It's really easy to take for granted in places like the U.S. that have it. Yes, absolutely, Marie. So um, let's not delay and let's have a listen. Thanks to Simdi for lining up this interview. To get started, first, can you briefly introduce yourself, where you're based, and tell us what you work on? Um, my name is Nazar Halaru. I work with the Center for International Earth Science Information Network, CISIN, uh, within the Earth Institute at Columbia University as the Great Tree Nigeria Coordinator. I'm based in Abuja within the Ministry of Finance, Budget, and National Planning. Can you explain what geospatial data is and how has Nigeria used geospatial mapping tools and data for decision-making before the pandemic? Thank you. So geospatial data has to do with any data with location attributes, um, data set that informs uh, where infrastructures are uh, on the map, their exact locations. And um, in Nigeria, uh, we've used uh, geospatial data for uh, several reasons. And as it relates to our work, um, this can be traced back to the polio eradication efforts in 2011-2012, when there was a lot of rise in the polio cases in 11 northern states in Nigeria. And during that period, maps were used by um, waterfront persons to plan for um, micro-planning and supplementary immunization activities, polio SIS. During that period, uh, field data collection was extensively conducted in the 11 states, 
collecting information on settlement, health facilities, schools, worship centers. That is, or those are places where you can find on the five children. And um, further application of that data were also, uh, you know, um, conducted in the non-polio SIA campaigns, such as measles and yellow fever. And the success of that polio eradication, you know, in that period gave rise to uh, grade three. Your reference infrastructure and demographic data for development, expanding the mapping. Uh, that is the field data collection, you know, to the remaining 25 states in Nigeria and expanded the scope to cover other social sectors for planning and decision-making by policymakers. Great. And I heard you mention a term, um, micro-planning. Can you briefly explain what that is? Sure. Micro-planning is one of the tools that health workers use to ensure that immunization services reach every community. Uh, it is also used to identify priority communities to address barriers, and to also develop work plans that will address the critical solutions. Uh, and um, it's a planning tool that uh, the health workers determine the requirements, uh, such as the vaccines and other supplies, data tools, devices, uh, you know, to ensure effectiveness of the immunization campaign. Um, it's also in that process that um, health workers identify the different vaccination sites and the target population for the different antigens for the different vaccines and as well as campaigns uh, to ensure that uh, full coverage is attained and that all settlements are being uh, covered. And by settlements, do you mean the places where people live, right? Yes, settlements where people live, uh, you know, those communities. Okay, great. Um, so... Let's lead into, you know, the COVID-19 situation in Nigeria. Can you briefly, so Nigeria has just announced the launch of phase two for COVID-19 vaccinations. Can you briefly explain how many vaccination phases there are and what phase Nigeria is in right now? Yeah. So the um, Nigeria leadership under the uh, National Primary Healthcare and Development Agency, um, that is the National Technical Working Group on COVID-19 Vaccine Introduction, you know, introduced uh, four phases for how the uh, COVID-19 vaccines uh, are to be distributed in country. And the first phase, uh, which we recently concluded, um, targeted the uh, frontline healthcare workers and frontline workers, strategic leaders, um, as well as other strategic um, groups. Uh, and the second phase, um, it was initially planned to um, target the vulnerable group, that is the elderly 50 years and above. Uh, but now the second, third and fourth phases are currently targeting 18 to 49 years. And the reason of this is to ensure that, you know, all the targeted groups are being reached and also uh, to increase demand for the COVID-19 vaccines. And we just commenced the um, second phase of the COVID-19 vaccinations. And in the first phase, um, about 98.9% of the uh, 4 million doses of AstraZeneca that we received have been fully utilized uh, in, the, in the first phase, uh, targeting around 2.5 million, um, you know, uh, eligible population who have received their first dose of the vaccines, um, out of which uh, 1.4 million persons received the 
um, second dose. This is um, targeting about 2.3% of the eligible population overall. And um, in the second phase currently, um, Nigeria expects about 42.5 million doses of different vaccines products from the COVAX facility, uh, as well as African Union and other donations from US and UK governments, as well as China. And this is going to be fully utilized in the you know, second phase, uh, which will be enough, um, I think, for about that 5 million population that are within the um, targeted groups of 18 to 49 years. Okay, so then what is Grid 3's role in the vaccination process? How is Grid 3 supporting Nigeria's vaccination efforts? Great. So, um, like I earlier mentioned, um, Grid 3 uh, Nigeria has four quota layers. One is the um, greater population estimates. Uh, secondly, we have the comprehensive settlement locations. Thirdly, we have the administrative boundaries. And lastly, we have the infrastructure data sets, uh, including the health facilities, including the schools, um, water points, as well as other points of interest uh, data sets. So uh, in the COVID-19 uh, vaccination in Nigeria, we've supported the government with the production of GIS-based maps across the 774 local governments uh, across the country in order to support the micro-planning processes. Um, that's one aspect. The second aspect also, um, we've deployed the GTS, which is called Geospatial Tracking System, to help track senior supervisors uh, on the field for them to monitor uh, how this COVID-19 vaccination rollout is ongoing across the state and local governments. Uh, this is to ensure vaccine accountability and to also determine how the stations are being planned and conducted and to also ensure, you know, data quality and performance uh, monitoring at the vaccination sites. Um, and so going back to the maps, so how, you know, why are maps essential to the microplanning process? Can you walk us through how a health official would, you know, look at the map and use that to plan their vaccine distribution? So um, just partial data or base maps are very, very essential in this, um, you know, microplanning processes, uh, especially with COVID-19 uh, vaccines distribution. Uh, so the process for how the health workers use these maps are, or involves a DEX review by the relevant uh, local government teams. Uh, this is including the local government immunization officers called uh, LIOs, uh, the monitoring and evaluation officers within the LGA, as well as uh, DSNOs. DSNOs are disease uh, surveillance and notification officers. So they sit uh, on a table to look at the map, to look at the different terrain, to look at hard to reach areas, um, to also determine how many teams do they need for the LGA um, that will do the vaccinations per word. They also look at the deployment strategy, uh, putting into consideration uh, security compromised areas and um, as well as hard to reach areas like I earlier mentioned. And for them to put that in their daily implementation plan, uh, in order to ensure that uh, they visit all those settlements that are being captured on the map and for them to also look at the population density uh, through which they can establish, um, you know, another temporary fixed post for where these uh, vaccinations will take place. Um, there are 
there are already existing fixed posts. Um, these are health facilities uh, where these uh, COVID-19 vaccinations have been carried out. So they also look at the other factors such as densely population, um, you know, such as uh, cluster of settlement for them to determine other temporary fixed posts for the uh, different uh, COVID-19 vaccinations. Um, so this is very essential, like I mentioned, you know, and it's a very critical tool that help them to visualize where these areas are and what strategy is best for them, you know, to apply to those key settlements and areas. So how can some of the data that was used for the maps uh, be applied to other sectors? Yep. So uh, currently, Grid 3 is providing support beyond the health space. Um, we are looking at uh, addressing the out-of-school children, where we are, are currently involved uh, as the member of the National Technical uh, Working Group for the Alternate School Program. And Grid 3 has also um, developed uh, SPOT. It means School Placement Optimization Tools, uh, being developed by Grid 3 partner Flowminder. And the tool aims to, um, you know, um, strengthen schools' availability across the country to ensure that no child travels more than two kilometers to access a school. Uh, in the agricultural space, Gritry is also looking at establishing or developing use cases to address issues of food security in country, uh, having utilized our core data layers on um, farmlands and markets. This is to establish uh, you know, uh, a clear route for which um, farmers will effectively transport their produce uh, to the market uh, without having any post-harvest losses. Um, we're also looking at uh, delving into finance, uh, looking at addressing uh, or supporting the Central Bank of Nigeria to address um, financial inclusion strategy. This is to um, determine those communities that do not have access to any form of financial access points, be it POS, be it ATMs, or formal banks. Okay, and so um, from the desk review that they've done of the maps, you know, has there been any feedback uh, in terms of improving the maps, and are there any plans to improve the maps? Yeah, so we've, um, we've identified um, different strategies um, through which we'll receive feedback on the maps. The maps are not 100% accurate, um, as no data is 100% accurate. So we um, devise a means through which we receive feedback from them in terms of any missing critical feature that needs to be in their micro plan, be it any missing settlement, be it any missing major landmark that the vaccination teams will consider especially in terms of transporting those vaccines to those um, you know, areas. Uh, so we ask them to use pens and pencils you know, to write on the paper map so that they can capture them in the uh, daily implementation plans. Uh, because we are aware that they know the terrain, they know the area much more than any other person. So we ask them to um, you know, uh, identify any missing critical infrastructure that needs to be incorporated in their micro plan. And this is how we receive this feedback. Uh, later on, we are expected to also, you know, where those areas, where those changes happen, you know, for us to reproduce those maps and they share, with, share back with them. Steps, any other plans for the maps? What is Grid3 Nigeria doing next? Yes, so we have some... Uh, 
uh, next steps or we have some other areas to support, especially this second and subsequent phases of the COVID-19 vaccination beyond the maps. Um, we're looking at um, providing communication risk data. Uh, this is showing different populations that are considered as high risks uh, that have, uh, you know, risks of access to any um, information, social media, uh, digital media or conventional media, you know, for them to receive any information from the government as it relates to the COVID-19 vaccination rollout. So this is uh, going to go, you know, far in terms of uh, increasing demand for the vaccines and also to increase, uh, you know, um, social mobilization activities by the risk communications team to make sure that those populations that have, uh, you know, that are considered high risk of having access to communications, you know, are being rich so that they have um, quality uh, information on the, on the COVID-19 vaccinations in country. Um, secondly, we're also going to uh, provide um, a dashboard. So a dashboard means a visualization tool uh, through which uh, the government uh, or the leadership within the National Primary Healthcare Development Agency will look at how these vaccines are being utilized uh, in country. So in this second phase, we've received uh, or started receiving uh, Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Moderna, as well as AstraZeneca. So we need to see or we need to track how these vaccines are being utilized at the state level, which state is doing well, which state is not doing well, and then what do we need to do differently to increase uh, the demand for those states that are not really doing well. And how can people access Grade 3 Nigeria data? So the Grutina Georgia Spatial Data is currently hosted in the portal at grid3.gov.ng, uh, which is currently being managed uh, and updated by the National Space Research and Development Agency, uh, NASDA, and a government agency responsible for the management of the Nigeria Geodatabase. Thank you, Nuzir, for explaining the work that's going on in Nigeria around the COVID-19 situation. Thank you. Wow, that's, that sounds really great, Jasimdi. Really important work going on there. Thanks again for the interview. Thank you so much for having me. It reminds us that uh, data is really the foundation for policy and, and planning in, in a modern society. So Jasimdi, what, what um, are some of the other projects that Grid3 has um, uh, going on beyond just public health and, 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 and this specific vaccine project that uh, uses georeference data? So yes, the data can be used in a wide range of sectors, such as um, planning new school locations, improving mobile health service delivery, and also responding to um, crises that happen, such as natural disasters in certain areas. Wow, that's, yeah, that's important. <laughs> that's very important use for that data. Yeah, so Jacindy, thanks so much for joining us, and, and we'll definitely have you back to um, uh, talk about some of these other, other ways that Grid3 is, is improving um, policy uh, around the world. Sounds great. Thanks again, Jasimdi. And thanks for listening. Please join us next time for Pod of the Planet.